none, but good to see everyone out this evening. And I know that uh, for us at the house, it was, sure was cloudy all day long, but we had sure wound up with a beautiful sunset. Got to, got to see that sun going down. And, and we're going to open up a special uh, prayer request right now. Go to the Lord in prayer, and we want to definitely remember nation of Israel in our prayers and seen and heard where uh, there was uh, attacks coming down from the north again. I believe it was drones that they expected coming down and sirens going off. So I believe it's far from over, but I know the Lord uh, is definitely getting, he has it all worked out, but we just want to pray uh, for all those who have been taken hostage. Uh, the report's coming out. Uh, what, what they're doing with little uh, children there is it's just horrible and horrific, and I think it's, I think it's really taken a lot of people by surprise, if you will. I mean, just uh, the amount of evilness that that is still exists uh, in that region, and uh, really always has been. It kind of lays dormant for a while and rears its ugly head. But we just want to remember the, the land of Israel and in prayer, and all those that are affected by it, and those families involved. Uh, the Lord just give them uh, a peace. Uh, so, uh, is there any special spoken requests this evening from anyone? Yes. This member, Sister Crystal, in a prayer. I believe Mama said it was sinuses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Ears. Right, so she's not with us tonight, so let's remember her in prayer this evening. Any other special this evening? her last couple of Sundays, the Sunday before, everybody remembers she was getting around the church while, while singing that song, I'll stand for Jesus, go away, going, uh, she was just going around uh, the church, and so uh, we just asked the Lord to touch her, yes.
Lord, you're not alone in any of this that we're going through. Anybody else? Yes. It's definitely good to see you now. When you know you've been out a while, I, uh, Pastor Jesse told me you've been in the hospital for about seven months. So the, the Lord's still at work, and that's a great testimony. Yeah. I'm definitely glad to see you tonight. Hallelujah. Right. How about unspoken request? You better lift your hand up. The Lord knows every need and every situation. Let's just stand and go to the Lord in prayer this evening. Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening. We just give you praise and glory because you are worthy of all praise. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. And Heavenly Father, you know every need. You know every situation, Lord, every sickness that is amongst those who cannot be with us tonight. You know the, uh, the sickness of those that they're going through, Lord. We just ask you to touch their bodies. Give them a healing touch, Lord, those who need a healing touch. Lord, there are those who need comfort tonight. We ask you, Father, to comfort those who need the comfort this evening. We ask you, Lord, just to bless each and every one, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, Lord, for this hour, this opportunity that we have to praise your name, Lord. Because there, there is war in the, in the world. There is unrest within the world. But yet, we are still here to praise your name because you can bring everyone through it all. Hallelujah. There is nothing impossible with you. So we just uplift our voice and our hands to you tonight. We thank you, Lord for being with us in this service. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say amen, amen. Put your hands together and clap to Jesus as Sister Darlene comes and leads us in some worship tonight.
feel like traveling on. <coughs> it's going to be worth it all one day. Yeah. It's going to be worth it all. It, it make, being a truck driver, it makes me think this way. Anytime I'm far away from home, I may be sitting in Atlanta, Georgia, on their ter- at the terminal there, or Salem, Illinois, or Memphis, the different location we've been, but mostly Atlanta, I, I want to cry, but uh, <laughs> but my, I'm there, and I see the journey before me. I know how far it is I've got to go. I know the miles it's got to be driven. I know the times I'm going to have to stop and take a break or what have you, but I know that I'm not going to get to my destination if I don't get rolling. If I don't get if I don't get traveling on, I'm not going to get to my destination. And sometimes in the natural, I definitely don't feel like traveling on. Like I said, when I'm in Atlanta, I want to cry because I know what it means to travel on in Atlanta. I just want to cry, you know. But when it comes to the spiritualness of it, I feel like traveling on because the Lord's been good to me. The Lord has been so good to me. Hallelujah. I would not turn back now for nothing in the world because I know what lies ahead. I know what the, his promises are true. I know his word is true. I feel like traveling on because I know what lies ahead. I know what I have in him. I know one day he is going to come back and call his church home. And I believe I'm in that generation that I'm going to see him. Hallelujah. Split that eastern sky. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. That's why I feel like traveling on. Come what may, the, the good and the bad and the ugly of it all, come what may, I feel like traveling on. I feel like going on for the Lord. So I just thank him and praise him. Right. We want to offer uh, just a couple minutes for a testimony this evening. And so if you have a testimony uh, that you would like to share, something the Lord has done for you, or do you just want to simply... Uh, Say that you love Jesus this thing. We're going to give you that chance. Hallelujah. So if anyone wants to stand and give a testimony, and I will probably run down here and give the mic. Okay. Um, I don't know if everyone knows my testimony. I'm not one to just, you know, throw it out there, but. I spent uh, about uh, 12 years of my life waking up every day feeling like I was having a heart attack, stroke symptoms, heart rate 220, blood pressure over 200, systolic, diastolic over 175. For 10 years and going to doctors looking for pills, give me this, give me that, give me antidepressants, give me all these things to slow my heart rate, volume, and I just put them down. And uh, God told me to put them down. And I haven't taken them now in two weeks. And I'm telling you, when I tell you I came from the darkest place that a human can go, I'm telling you. I'm not saying I've had it worse than everybody, but where I was was the darkest place. There was no light except for him, and I didn't know to look for him. But he reached down and said, you look. He turned my head toward him. And I I won't drag it out, but all I've got to say is God is good. He's taking care of me since I was a child. I should have died. I got hit by a car. I could go on and on and on about that. But I know other people have testimonies too. So 
With that being said, I love the Lord. I love Jesus Christ. I love the Holy Spirit. I love everything about it. In Jesus Christ's name, I give this testimony. Amen. Praise his name. Glory to the name of the Lord. God is good all the time. Hallelujah. He, he'll bring you from the deepest depths, brother. He will bring you from the deepest depths. He, he is always, and you're right, his hand has always been upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone else want to stand and give a testimony this evening? I can say I love him and I praise him and thank him for waking me up again today. And I was thinking about something that was said a couple of weeks ago about just waking up every day and claiming that you're healed. I don't know who it was that said that, but I try to say that every day. Even when we wake up, Sister Darlene, because I know she does, hurting and, and burning in your skin, your body, and your nerves hurting all over. I know she knows because she deals with it every day, too, and worse, much worse than I do. But I'm waking up every day, and I say, you know, I know I'm hurting, you know I'm burning, but I'm, I'm here. And it is hard to say that when you do feel that pain. And your, your energy runs out real fast and you can't do anything with things that you just did all your life that you, it's just crazy. The other day I tried to crank a weed eater and I didn't even have the strength to start the weed eater. Man, I used to do that. I could do that in my sleep. But I just couldn't start the weed eater. But, you know, I'm still going to say I'm here. And one of these days, I'm going to be here. But I still, I still can wake up in the morning. I thank God for that. And I thank him every day, and I think about the stuff going on across the world, and I think, wow, what if this happened, or what if that happened? But you know what? It don't matter, because God's going to take care of it. Whatever that looks like. And, you know, people are on the Internet, and they're giving you scare tactics, and they're trying to place fear. But you know what? God didn't give us that spirit of fear. And whatever comes and whatever goes, if he don't heal me today, then he can heal me tomorrow. But whatever happens, he's still... God, no matter what that is, he's going to take care of that. So I just praise him for it ahead of time. So whatever they bring, he's got, he's got, he's going to take care of it. And I just thank him and I praise him for it. I'm just so glad that I know who Jesus is. Praise Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, that's what me and Sister Michelle's been doing too. Pains coming back and on and on. We just declare that healing in the name of the Lord. It's there. That, that, and that's his promise. He's done that for her. And we stand on it. We declare it every, every time. Hallelujah. We declare it every time. Anyone else want to stand and give a testimony? A little bit over 12 years ago, Sometimes I think I could do a whole lot better, but uh, but he he blesses me that I can do what I can do. It, in that car accident, it how it rolled over and everything and broke my neck and my back and collarbone and ribs. Oh, I was messed up pretty good. <laughs> and I'm paying the price a lot for it today, even. But uh, God has kept me here. 
And I know that he's working on me and in me. I know that he's going to take all these pains away one day. He's going to take them. They're going to be gone. I know that I know that he has touched my back before with a healing virtue. I know he's, he's touched me many times with his healing virtue and worked miracles and different things. And I give him the glory and I give him the praise for it all because he is a wonderful, mighty, worthy God of all the glory and all that we could ever give him. He's worthy of it all, the goodness that we can give him. I do give him the praise. I give him the honor. I give him all the glory. And I thank him for where he's brought me from and where he's going to continue to take me to. <laughs> I want to give the Lord praise and say that y'all probably get emotional when you tell me I grew up in but um, as parents like I've had to really learn that I can't control everything and protect my girls all the time because I want to like I've always thought worried want to keep them safe and it's hard turning over that control to the Lord, which I, I mean, I still try my best, but I know I can't be with them all the time, and I, I don't have to let them stay, but, you know, it's hard letting Layla go to college, because you don't know who's going to be there and still keep them happen um, in this world, but I have a peace knowing that the Lord is there with them. But Layla, even in Madison, she imagines Jesus there with them. And She's been going through a lot of stress. We've had prayer for her. And she's calmed a lot of that in Layla here recently. And then with Chloe, she went on a cruise. I told her, um, Bonnie and I was praying for her. She called, we texted her, we couldn't talk, but she was getting really seasick. The, bo- the ro- uh, ship was rocking. And she had been throwing up uh, most of the night and all the day. And so we said a prayer for her, and I said, can you help me? <laughs> Ask her to pray. And so Chloe ended up uh, going out, and we both, and Sister Cassie said, it's always easier for her to go up there and command the waves to stop in Jesus' name. And uh, Chloe said, went out there and did that, and the Lord answered her prayer, answered our prayers, answered with her going out and commanding in Jesus' name with that authority. That the ship stopped rocking, she got, uh, she stopped being sick, and not only did she, a lot of times when people are seasick, when she hears that they'll stay sick for, you know, a few days at least, she was better, already starting to go to the end, just couldn't eat for the next few days, and then she didn't get sick the rest of the trip, and then when they were coming back through to get to the port, the ship started rocking again. But she did, the Lord kept her from getting sick. But, you know, just things the Lord, but we can use him, the authority in Jesus' name to just calm the storm, the sea, in his name, and just keeping them safe, keeping our children safe when we can. 
we can't always be there with them. So I thank him for that, that, that peace that we have with him when he comes preaching. moved on you, you didn't even know, but the Holy Ghost was so, you were so in sync with the Holy Ghost, and he just got such a blessing, he just, he was just over, over the top, and I know, I don't know what he said to Pastor, but I know when he got back on the road, when we were leaving, he was letting me know that he's come back home. that this is the answer for his other two children who are not serving God. Brother Ronnie also also filled him in a little bit during that prayer time about his son Caleb, and I want you to know today, God moved in the middle of it, but it wasn't, but he took a, he took a physical brutal beating from an inmate, and they released him today. They said he didn't belong there. Okay, so praising God, praising God for that. But um, I just I thank the Lord for moving in that situation. My nephew's very precious, but he needs Jesus, and so I'm thankful for the power of God. My brother every Sunday will call me when service is over, and he would say, "How was it today? I, I was watching online, but I know it's better felt than tell." And you know, and so hungry for the moving and the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, and and he operates in that. But, you know, you go through dry spells in your life, and you don't know what's happening. And uh, my dad concerned because he doesn't come to help you minister anymore. He says, I don't know why, but God has been releasing him. I don't know what God's doing with us. So they sat there watching <coughs> us online every Sunday, flipping back to FAC, back and forth. So starving for the infilling of the Holy Ghost and the moving of the Spirit. So I'm thankful to the Lord for what he's doing. I don't care where he leads him as long as I know that the Holy Ghost is, you know. And, but he feels that this is where his son is going to be restored to the Lord as well as his other daughter, Crystal. So I'm believing God, and I appreciate the Lord. I appreciate the body of Christ. We take things for granted, you know. And just to hear that hunger and that thirst be filled for him, it's such a release on him. And I'm praying that Susie will follow. She's so ready. So I'm just believing God for, for my whole family. But I just want to tell you a little bit what was really taking place here Sunday. It was so much. It was so over the top. Numbers were so, so bad at the VA on his part. Um, anyways, just, but we're believing God for that as well. So we just know God is more than able, and he will. He will if we will allow it. And I appreciate the Lord. I appreciate the testimonies. I apologize I was late. We're doing so many things for the wedding appointment ran over, and, but um, I had to get here. I just, I had to come. <laughs> but I love you guys, and I appreciate the Lord, and I love him. He's so good to me. Yes, let's praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for it right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Word says we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. It's that testimony that sees us each other through. We're, 
We're going to ask the blessing upon the offering for this evening. If you have offering on Wednesday, we'll just bring it to the plate. If you feel like greeting one another, you can. But at this time, we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for your presence. We thank you for the testimony. We thank you, Lord, that we know you are real and you're still working. You are a great God, and we thank you for it. And Lord, just bless this offering. Bless the gift and the giver in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everyone say amen. amen. God bless you as you give tonight. Hallelujah. Well, bye. There's a little blue light that comes on when it's plugged up. I know. I, I was wondering what's going on. Yeah, I see it sticking up that way down. Two, one, two, one, two. I got it. Praise the Lord, everyone. The Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. We've got a study that I'm going to uh, bring you beginning tonight. Uh, we won't get finished tonight. Um, it'll go into next week. But uh, this is something that the Spirit of God began to deal strongly with me about. And it's something I feel like every believer needs to be aware of because of the times that we're living in. 
And so as soon as he gets the, uh, that my handout, the little uh, commentaries that I write <clears throat> on this subject, we'll get started. We had some great testimonies tonight. Thankful of the Lord, what God's doing. And um, always remember, uh, anytime God starts blessing, the devil's going to start acting up. I was thinking Sunday, I was, I was rejoicing in the Lord. I um, wish I had somebody to get a count. We had a great crowd, I mean, from one side to the other. Don't know for sure how many was here, and the Spirit of God moved such a way we had one baptized. And uh, lo and behold, the devil's been fighting me ever since, being attacked. Um, and um, so, um, but he just was hanging up. Hallelujah. He just was he just was a hang it up because he uh, I was born at night but not last night. And uh, I'm not uh, ignorant of the devil's devices. Praise God. But I want to talk to you about something that's very important that you all need to be really aware of. And I, I've entitled this study, Four Satanic Deceptions. And hopefully we will get the first one um, tonight. But deception is one of the major tools in which Satan uses to trap and bind unsuspecting souls. Deception is one of his greatest tools. In other words, deception is his primary strategy. Furthermore, that's exactly what he used in order to get both Adam and Eve to sin against God in the Garden of Eden. I've got the scripture there. You can read it on your own. His main goal is to influence men to believe in something untrue even though they have already known the truth. Consider this. Adam and Eve were made perfect. God created them perfect. Amen. They didn't have the sin nature in them that you and I were born with. At first they didn't. Which means they had not that sinful nature. However, the enemy used deception to cause Eve to doubt God's word. And when she doubted, it opened up the door for temptation to taste the forbidden fruit. Amen. Uh, he used deception and he slyly spoke to Eve and said, Hath God really said you're going to surely die if you eat this fruit? You shall not surely die. And he used deception uh, uh, to get her to doubt what God said. So this is something that we have dealt with ever since the very beginning. Satan is known as the father of lies. According to Jesus, John chapter 8 and verse 44, it's what he's a 
he's a liar and a father of lies. Because that, um, with whom he really is. There can't be any truth in him because he's discontented, disconnected to the source of truth that is God. God, in turn, uses truth to make us free. Satan's the father of lies, but on the other hand, God uses truth to make us free. John chapter 8, verse 31, I got it in your handout. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. Uh, Not set you free like most people quote it, but make you free. Somebody say, what's the difference in the word in the make free and set free? Well, if you were were found guilty and the judge uh, uh, threw you in jail, uh, and I come out around midnight and I broke you out, I set you free. But if you go back before the judge and he gives you parole, he's made you free. You see, you see the difference? If I broke you out, they're going to they're gonna be on your trail looking for you, and they're looking for me too. Just because I set you free don't mean you're free. But see, who the son makes free is free indeed. Hallelujah. And that's what Jesus did for us at Calvary. He dropped the charges. Hallelujah. So it don't make no difference what the devil says. Glory to God. So our greatest weapon to combat deception is truth. The truth of God's word. And he will also grant us discernment through the Holy Spirit because Satan likes to use scripture at times to peddle his deception. Mm. Notice, Notice your hand out there in that scripture. He said, if you continue in my word, if you continue in the word of God, the Bible, you're going to know the truth because you're going to get the truth from the word of God. And that truth that you get from God's word is what's going to make you free. Hallelujah. Amen. But always remember, Satan likes to use scripture at times to peddle his deception. Don't ever be, uh, be fooled. The devil knows just as much a Bible as you do. Probably can quote it better than you can. Sometimes the people who are most deceptive can quote the Bible as well as we can. They will use passages from the Bible to silence us from speaking the truth. They quote the Bible, but twist its meaning. Amen. They quote the Bible, but twist its meaning to deceive us and to intimidate us. The Bible warns us, let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient, Ephesians 5 and 6. This is why discernment by the Spirit is also needed in this day. 
We, now, we're going to uncover four avenues of deception Satan uses to trick, confuse, and ensnare people today. And before I get into the first one, which I call false anointing, just remember, there's a lot of people running around out here today that knows how to take the Bible and just twist it to make it to suit them or to say anything they want to say. But folks, you remember what uh, Paul wrote? He said, uh, it don't matter if, even if an angel comes from heaven and preaches to you another gospel, don't believe it. He said, even if an angel appears to you and tells you something different than what I've taught you, don't believe it. Don't buy it. And even though you're a Christian and a believer, the devil's always trying to deceive us. And let me give you an example. Just Something just popped in, in, in the top of my head. Let's say, uh, uh, let's say last night when I went to bed, I had a dream. And let's say uh, in my dream, an angel appeared and started talking to me. And that angel told me, he said, the rapture is going to occur or Jesus is going to come back um, November the 6th. Uh, what am I going to believe? The word of God or this dream? Because the word of God says nobody knows the day or the hour. Not it. Jesus said the angels don't know. Jesus said he didn't know. He said only the Father in heaven knows. He's controlling that. Amen. So, we've got to always follow the word if you want to avoid being deceived. Let's talk about, and there are four, false anointing, false doctrine, false brethren, and false blessing. And let's, let's get into this first one, false anointing. The anointing of God... <clears throat> is a tangible force which flows from the Holy Spirit that authenticates, empowers, and recognizes authority granted by God the Father to fulfill a gifting, a calling, or a ministry. That's what beginning anointing means. Now, the words that I speak when I'm preaching or teaching uh, that alone can't authenticate me that I am called of God or I'm anointed of God. That's not what does it. It's the anointing of God that people can perceive and feel coming from the ministry when it's going forth. A lot of people can talk good and say pretty words but I'm going to tell you what, true anointing is hard to find nowadays. Amen. It only takes, it only comes by people who's willing to pay the price. We're all saved by the grace of God. I mean, I can't, I can't live good enough to be saved. That's impossible. Hallelujah. But I want you to know something. Amen anointing in somebody's life. Somebody said, oh man, I wish I had the anointing that they had. 
You better be careful. Are you willing to suffer what they suffered to get that anointing? Because there's a crushing that takes place. Hallelujah, amen, just like the olive uh, uh, branches and the olives there uh, in Jerusalem, how they took the olives and they would crush the olives to get that oil, and the oil represents anointing, hallelujah. Amen, I guarantee you, that man or woman you see with that anointing flow, you can guarantee they paid some kind of price for that, hallelujah. And that's why I tell you that, I, amen, the devil just wills to give up on trying to come against this fella because God promised me a long time ago that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. So the anointing will authenticate a gift or calling or ministry that somebody has. Needless to say, it benefits, promotes the agenda of hell. Um, listen to me. Let me I'm gonna, I want to read that again. It benefits and promotes the agenda of hell to um, intimidate, copy, and counterfeit the true anointing of God. Amen. Deception. It benefits hell. It benefits Satan. Anytime he can imitate, he can copy, or he can counterfeit the true anointing of God. The false anointing proceeds from the spirit of Antichrist, to cause people to believe what they are seeing, feeling, or experiencing is genuine and coming from God. But it's a sham, a forgery, an imitation bent on deception to bring into bondage. I'm talking about false anointing. And I'm going to tell you something. You're better off never to cut on YouTube and start listening to all them jokers that's on there coming up with prophesying this and prophesying that. You know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm made, made, made the post every day. Man, they're all on there now trying to tell us what's going on in Jerusalem. And I said, why in the world are these so-called prophets and soothsayers, why, why was they silent before the first bomb hit over there? Amen. They're, they're always good at prophesying something after the fact. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. And so... Uh, the devil is able to imitate God's anointing so whatever you're seeing, you're feeling, experiencing is genuine and coming from God, but it's a sham, a forgery, an imitation. Matthew 16 and 16, and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You know, we all know about that and we understand that because... Uh, Jesus had asked his disciples, he says, uh, uh, whom the man say I am? And they said, some say Elijah, some say this, some say that. And he said, but who do you say I am? And Peter spoke up and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. He said, because flesh and blood ain't revealed that to you, but my Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Let's look at this word, Christ. The Greek word is pronounced Christos. That's the Greek word, Christos. And that's, I got it written in Greek right there, Christos. And it means anointed. And when, the rep, when it's referenced to Jesus, 
also Messiah. Also Messiah. That's what Christ means. See, uh, Christ is not uh, a name, it's a title that Jesus had. And it means anointed. Matthew 24, 4 and 5. Let's read that. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Hmm. Over and over again, Jesus warned us that many would come in his name, supposedly his authority. Uh, that's what his name means, authority. Main, a name means authority. And claim to be under the anointing, using false signs and miracles to deceive and capture the minds of those who blindly follow. All right. This is something the Spirit of the Lord revealed to me a long, long time ago. Uh, well, in the last days, you know, the Bible said it, there would be many come claiming to be Christ and deceive many. And through prayer, the Lord enlightened something to me, and I want to share that with you, and you just take it and, and weigh it out with uh, the Spirit of God that you have uh, to see if um, that uh, I'm pretty close to being right on this. I don't believe it's talking about people running around saying, hey, everybody, I'm Jesus Christ. If you ran around claiming to be Jesus Christ, people would know you as a nutcase. They wouldn't believe you. But if Christ means anointing, what he's referring to is people claiming to have the anointing. I'm anointed. Look at these signs I can do. Praise God, I'll take my coat off and I'll swing it at you and knock you plumb back. Now, I know y'all ain't never seen none of that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I watched I watched, I watched a television pro, uh, broadcast one time and there's somebody coming up there and this dude, he was trying to make himself out to be something and uh, he was just showing how much power he had and he just, he just took a bottle of water and he just... As soon as that water hit them in, they just went all out. <laughs> That's exactly right. A thousand dollar suit, and everybody's still giving giving them the money they need to pay the light bill next month. What Jesus is saying was, He said, "Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in My name, claiming to have My authority, saying, I'm the anointed." I'm anointed. Hey, it's all over today, folks. It's everywhere. These imposters will increase more and more toward the end of time until the man of sin rides out claiming himself to be Christ and demand worship from all. That's what it's all building up to. It's going to come to the head, to the Antichrist, the man of sin, the son of perdition, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, for those of you watching online, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ, and no wonder, 
for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Think about that. Folks, don't be too, too gullible and too believing of everything that you see and hear. Amen. We need to try the spirits to test them. Because I promise you there's more false prophets running around today than there are originals. Amen. And that's another reason why it, seem, it seems like people are running here and there trying to get a word. Let me get a word. Let me get a word. This is why everybody should be planted under a God-called pastor because you're under an umbrella. Hallelujah. Be careful of every, don't, there's a lot of voices that you don't need speaking in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. If you can't, if you can't trust uh, 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 the man or woman of God that God has used and placed in your life, that they are, they are right, then, then pray for God to send you somewhere else. Amen. But get yourself grounded and settled. If you want to grow, and you and you want uh, uh, you want to be not to be uh, deceived. Hallelujah. False apostles. Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, mm, whose then will be according. To their work. Sometimes it's hard for people to imagine that there are people like that, but they're there, folks. They're out there. Amen. And they don't care for you at least bit. Hallelujah. They they wouldn't pray for you in the middle of the day, much less get up in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, and call your name out in prayer. Mm. Hallelujah. Second Thessalonians chapter two and verse three and four. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the fallen away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. See, that's what it's going to lead up to. That's what it's all building up to. Uh, there's going to be a third temple built in Jerusalem. They've already got the materials to do it. They have been taking DNA in Jerusalem for years to try to decipher among the Jews that are there which ones are, in, are, are from the ancient tribe of Levi. So when the temple is built, the Bible states only the Levites are the ones to serve and work in the temple. They have been taking DNA samples for a long time. I, I, I did a whole, some whole research on that. And uh, when that is completed and the Antichrist, he comes on the scene, he's going to come and he's going to set up the abomination of desolation, which the scripture talks about right there, and he's going to sit in the temple claiming himself to be God. 
That's what all of these other guys run around here today. Aren't you glad that you know the truth? Anybody glad you know who Jesus really is? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, the Bible. I recall another scripture. Don't get too bent out of shape and too scared if you're a child of God and you've got the Spirit of God in you because he said these guys would be, you know, he got the devil uh, turned himself into an angel of light to deceive. And it's said that they would be so close to the original and to the true that it would they would deceive the elect if it were possible. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, God. One final scripture, and we're here at the closing time. Revelation chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow. And a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. This right here is telling what's going to happen when Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, we just read about the white horse, and we're talking about uh, the four horsemen here of the apocalypse. It's going to start. Uh, the uh, uh, last seven-year tribulation. I have heard some people make a comment, well, you know, because the horse is white, that's got to be Christ. No. It's not Christ. It's the Antichrist. It's the man of sin. Come riding out, uh, a crown is given to him. Jesus didn't have his crown given. He's had it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Nobody had to give him nothing. Hallelujah. He had it. He's going to, and the Bible says God would give him a thought about the Antichrist authority to continue for 42 months, three and a half years. That's what it means right there with a the crown being given to him. He's going to have a, God's going to give him a space. Amen. And uh, we're closer to this happening than what a lot of people realize. Amen. So we begin this study tonight about the four satanic deceptions, false anointing. And uh, you can do a little further research on that if you'd like, but Lord willing, next week we'll pick up with the second one, false doctrine, and then false brethren, and then false blessing. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together. Appreciate everybody that's come out um, this evening. And uh, remember, uh, be back in the Lord's house Sunday. And please don't forget, um, the doors to the prayer room is open at 9.30. Come early enough to go in and spend a little. You don't have to spend the whole time ever pray what you feel like. But uh, spend a little time in prayer to get your mind 
cleared of the clutter. And uh, it's, we've already seen a big difference in our services on time we're doing this. And we're going to continue to do it. That's right. Uh, Ronnie, would you come up here? Brother Kyle, would you come? And brother, we're going to, and you also, we're going to run a prayer cloth so Chris can take home to Kessie. Everybody else, just stretch your hand this way, and we're going to, we're going to pray and anoint this cloth in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, I come to you right now on behalf, Lord, Kessie. Touch your body right now, Lord. I rebuke this in Jesus' name. We anoint this cloth. Let it be a point of contact in which he puts it on. The virtue of God will touch her body and heal her in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We claim it right now in the holy, mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we glorify your name right now in Jesus' name. Yes, amen. Yes, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Father, we come tonight. We thank you and we praise you for this service. Thank you for those that are present. Thank you for those who watched online. Bless everybody, keep them safe that they um, get on the highway. And we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let the church say, Amen. Amen.